if your life is fueled by music and art, then you are in a safe space, my friend. Hello, my name is Keegan, and here we converse about things like mental health awareness, upcoming and anticipated artists, and even the power of your very own mind. Now breathe, relax, and clear your thoughts for today's wisdom. Okay, well, it's recording anyways. Alright, so... This is Ethereal Podcast. I am here introducing Vertigo, aka Caleb. How are you today? I'm chilling. How about you? Good, good. I'm doing good. So, um, first of all, I just wanted to congratulate you on any of your music achievements, anything like that, you know, how far you've gotten so far. So, um, is there any new projects or anything that you want to talk about or anything new that is coming out uh sure um i'm currently working on my album a world you can't see which i'm planning on dropping uh september 16th i think is going to be the release date this mic is like falling (laughs) (laughs) um and i also have uh, a new single imposter syndrome that will be on that album dropping uh march 25th so be on the lookout for that on all platforms and that'll be dropping at midnight, and I think we're going to work on a merch line for that. But outside of that, I'm just kind of dropping a single every month. So the third Saturday of every month, you'll be able to find something new from me, and that'll keep going until I decide to stop. Sounds like a grind, honestly. Yeah, no, um, so there's definitely stuff to look forward to, you'd say. Yeah. Um, definitely some upcoming stuff. That's great. Um what so we can get kind of like this brief like breakdown for people that haven't listened to your music of what you as an artist or your music kind of is um so what would you kind of classify it as genre wise would you say you're more of like would you give the title rapper or would you just say singer songwriter or maybe you just make real music and you Um, just kind of go from what you make yeah i kind of just do whatever and feel my way through every song um my even my bio says i'm the everything bagel so if i feel like doing rock i'll do rock if i feel like hyper pop i'll do hyper pop which are both genres i've already worked in um lo-fi hip-hop was the first ep i released Mm -hmm. um so i i kind of just do whatever and i think that'll show even more as this next album drops as it's going to be an amalgamation of every possible genre that I come up with as I make this album. Yeah. Do you, do you think that'll like kind of bring the fan base closer together as in like they'll, you're making multiple different types of things or is it more of like, do you think that might have some type of impact to where people might not like, like, oh, he's going more into this genre, I don't like mm. that? Or is it more just like, you know, whoever likes it is here to stay? And Yeah, I think it's going to be more like that. Personally, in my experience, not as an artist, but as a listener for other artists, I've always thought, hey, I wonder what would happen if this artist did this genre. And I want to be that artist for everybody. So if someone's like, I wonder if this rapper could make hyper pop, then I'll just do that. If... You know, it it really comes down to whether you like me. In music, you sell yourself as a person, not as an artist. So I'm not worried about how much people like the music. I'm worried about what people will like what music. And I'll go from there. Yeah, I definitely think that's a true way of doing it. I know that there's people can go to the extreme or the extent of either... Um, you know, they make a whole different persona 
from their music and that's their person and they're like that's a separate person from them that's their different personality yeah or per se um but and then there's people that are on the other extreme of that where they're like you know i want to be as connected to my music as possible my music is me me and my music me are the same person there's no difference yeah um and then people can you know there's people in between that can determine you know, I mean, I, I've known that I've liked to kept, keep some things public in my life and some things, like, aligned and then, like, some things more private and yeah. concealed. But I pick and choose for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's dependent upon, you know how people, like, you have different masks for who you are, whether you're at school or at home, in front of parents or in front of your friends. It's like you're a different person around you're not technically a different person, but you show different parts of you that you allow yourself to like really shine through and those kind of different things. Mm. And I think that's how it is for me with music. I think as far as it goes, the realest I can get is when I'm by myself, but as close as you can get to as real as I can be is my music. So, you know, my music might not be always who I am or exactly what I'm thinking, but it's always stories that are based around what I'm feeling at that time or what I am thinking, or even my first EP was literally about me just trying to get over a breakup. The number one thing music is for me is a coping mechanism. So I use that to get through anything that remotely is traumatic. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally get that. We'll definitely get into more of like the um, mental health relation to music part um, a little bit later. Um <laughs> But, no, I, I could definitely agree on that. Um, was there a specific, like, inspiration that kind of made you pursue the path? Or was it, like, a handful? I think it was a handful of different things, but some were larger than others. Um, my family is full of musicians and artists and people who work with musicians and artists. My grandfather did a lot of music uh, locally. Um, my dad did tours and he did audio engineering for large artists. He's worked with Snoop Dogg and I've recorded his first album in my house when I was seven. Like that's awesome. Those kind of things. I think growing up around a lot of artists who have made it also inspired me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just started writing music cause I wanted to, there was a girl I had a crush on. I wanted to impress her. And I was always taught when I was younger, you know, the cool guy with the guitar gets all the ladies. So I was like, you know, I'm, I might as well try that out. Tried it out, didn't go so well, but I found out that I loved music more than I loved anything else and kept going with it. And now it's the only thing I'm good at. <laughs> Someone told me this the other day, I was kind of thinking about it a little bit harder than usual, is that rejection is, it's, it's way better of a thing than people realize. It's actually good to get rejected because... Um, obviously you would want that person to say yes to whatever the situation is, but if you get rejected, that goes to show who belongs there and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. So same thing works with music. And I definitely think that, yeah, that I've... ties into, you know, a lot of people start off small and around that stuff, especially if you got a family that's tied into music, that's so much easier. I do not really. My mom used to play guitar. Um, I got her guitar when she was done playing it mostly but um 
yeah, no, my mu- my family wasn't very musically inclined, but when you have a musically inclined family, that that's definitely just a clear pathway. Yeah, you grow up around it, and it kind of becomes part of who you are, so. Grow- growing up around stuff is definitely a way that leads you towards things. I mean, 90% of what you like is what you grew up around. So, oh, yeah. And what you learn. Um, but, yeah, so, um, and... Before we get into some other more like mental health topics, I do wanted to do a little bit of a song lyric breakdown. Okay, just go for a little it. bit because um, I did want to ask some questions. So um, when I first started listening to your music, you definitely um, recommended me a song called "Unknown," and I listened to that one for a little bit, and I actually did enjoy it a lot. Um, just the drop crazy instruments i mean even just the story itself and um if you could just give kind of like a breakdown of what you meant that story or that meaning to mean behind that because you know obviously things can be perceived different ways from different people but what like you kind of guided that towards um yeah i mean so that song was not particularly just me so, um, I mean, you can ask Prater, he helped with that song. He helped majorly with the writing for that song. And, um, Jason, whose room we're in right now, um, Jason did most of the instrumental work for the song, whereas we kind of just came up with the ideas and he kind of just did the things. Mm. Um, so the brainstorming was really on our end and the actual putting it into song was more on his end. Um, but when we were writing it, we had all kind of consistently thought about, you know, thinking about the future. This was um, a J term. So we only had like, we only had like a week and everybody was about to leave. So we were like, all right, we're going to do this song about, you know, just trying to figure out what's out there and being scared of it and not knowing. So I can't even remember most of the lyrics for that song nowadays. Um, But if I pull them up real quick, I'm sure that I can. I have them somewhere. Definitely an older song. Um, it's it's definitely an older song. We wrote that in... Did you anticipate the success for it? Um, I think... Did you expect it to turn out as good as it you, when you started oh, making no, it? Oh, no, not at all. I, I, I won't lie to you. I stopped liking that song after about the 20th listen. I had a lot of issues with it. Um, but at the same time, it was also very good. Um, Mm -hmm. I won't deny that it's a decent song. I just, I think it's now that I know what I know and now that I can do what I do now, I look back on it and I look back on other songs that I made back then, like Ditto that I had made two years before. They're just not as good as I could have had them be. Granted, I was under the time constraint of like literally a week and a Mm half-ish to get it completely done and finished. So there was that as well but um the number one thing was really like now i'm realizing how much further ahead i am so looking back on those things i don't like them as much because i it's definitely probably good to have those there though because then you can look back because i know plenty of times i've gone to some of these mainstream artists nowadays and I look back on some of their original stuff and I'm like, wow, like the absolute change that has happened. Some oh, of yeah. them, they made good music off the bat. I, I'll admit that. Mm-hmm. But some of them, they definitely had a rougher start and then it just got better on from there. So I, I definitely think that 
the fact that you continue to push through and release mm-hmm. those songs, even if at the time you thought they were good and now, you know, you think that they're in, but like the fact that you are keeping them a part of the story is important. Yeah. So Yeah. They're they're one of the few ones that are left. I I have had a few goes where I've done um so the EP that I have out right now, I'll I'll die before I sleep again, that I released back in twenty twenty one. Um I also released a slowed and reverb version of the whole thing, later deleted it. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I've also deleted off of the whole main story, but I think most of those things that I did take off can also still be found on things like SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. So they're not like completely gone. You kind of just got to look for them, but it yeah. is what it is. There's just certain songs where I feel like they're not as professional as I wanted them to be. And when you're looking at music from a business standpoint, as far as how far, how you want to look and how you want to sound overall as an artist and especially on your artist pages like Spotify, you've kind of got to pick and choose your best at the time and see where you want to go and then kind of make those decisions based around that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if... You don't mind, we could kind of segue into this kind of tying in mental health with this music. Of course. Um, So I was looking, I read some articles on some mental health, uh, relations with mental health and music. I read some articles and did some research and um, found a couple things. So on musiciansunion.org, it says a 2019 study concluded that 73% of independent musicians struggle with mental health illness. This figure climbed to 80% when researchers focused solely on the 18 to 25 age group. And they said it could possibly be financial issues. So Mm -hmm. do you just, I guess, have any guesses? I mean, being in the age, around the age group and being a musician, any, like, I don't know, ideas or thoughts about what could possibly be this, especially at that, because, like, that's that's a, like, if you think about that, climbed up to 80% when they focused on the age group of 18 to 25. Yeah. And, like, I understand the financial issues, but, like, I could definitely think <clears throat> that there's more than just that. I think there definitely is more than just that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, like, sound controversial but 90 percent of the reason that we are struggling as much as we are is just because of the world we live in um you know you we've I've, i've read so many studies at this point um i couldn't name any off the top of my head but just the mental health infractions of having social media like i use it all the time and personally for me i don't see a change in my depression and anxiety whether or not i use it but I know for a large amount of people, that's how it is. And I think with a world that's so technologically advanced and a world that's still pushing for more progression and more progress as we move both socially and culturally and technologically, we're also being part of us stuck in the old ways. So you've got people who are like, we need to push for more progress and keep moving forward. And then you've also got people who are like, we need to stay the way we were. 
the real truth of it is usually found in the middle, which is where I like to reside. Definitely. So. And the middle part's always hard to find with pretty much anything. Oh, especially any, today. Any conflict in the world, oh. the middle part's always the hardest. Exactly. It's, it's difficult to find, but I've learned that since I've found where the middle ground is, where that gray area is, I've also seemed to find a lot of balance in my life. And I've noticed that I'm a lot happier than I used to be. Um, when you go through life for so long, thinking one specific way and banging your head against a wall to make sure that this is the only way you know, I think we get lost in that. Um, and you don't keep an open mind, so it's hard to let other ideas in. So middle ground is nearly impossible to find nowadays. I mean, if you just look at politically, you've got two sides that are pushing so much from each end where no one's really sitting and asking questions that need to be asked. So there's no middle ground. It's like, where where is it? Yeah, that middle ground, no, it's... You can never make both sides happy. You're always going to have someone unhappy. Yeah, exactly. It's just a matter of how many people and the matter of if you care. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I you know. I try not to let people bring me down, which I mean that's literally why I have like four or five friends ever. So, <laughs> I mean. Um, Better than having, you know, 12 judgy friends or anything exactly. like that. You know, so. you know, I'll take one really good friend, one really close friend over you know, a hundred kind of okay friends. So. Yeah. Well, and with the, um, with the mental health and the music with the age group and everything too, I feel like it's, uh, with the social media thing, um, over this past year, well, when I first got my, I, I first got my phone at 14. I, mm-hmm. I got my first phone at 14. It was a $75 Motorola <laughs> and it was, I'd say 30% smaller than the phone I have right now, Google Pixel yeah. 6. Um, so it was a little small phone. It wasn't like a flip phone. It was still like touchscreen. But like I, I'd say the refresh rate on it, like for the screen, how fast you could swipe and everything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely terrible. You would you would click on an app and have to wait, you know, 10 minutes for it to open. Mm-hmm. But that was my first phone, and I was absolutely ecstatic, and I got all social media besides Facebook because I was scared of the government. <laughs> um, so, so As I we got should be. pretty much every TikTok, Snapchat. Um, over the years, I collected all the different social medias, made accounts, tried to push myself out there because mm-hmm. um, I was I, I was kind of like bullied a lot throughout middle school and high school, so I didn't really like talk to a lot of people. So social media was this. You know, you don't have to meet me in person. You don't have to see how skinny and weird and how I look and anything yeah. like that. You can just text me and all that's, that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I added all these random people, all that stuff. Over the years, I realized that I was getting super involved in this fake reality world. Because technically it's not fake. All those people, at least most of them, are real. But those connections that you're having with those people are not because meeting someone in person is so much more different than meeting someone over text. Oh yeah. So I feel like when it comes to, so I, so I end up getting rid of social media like over this past year, pretty much mm-hmm. all of it. I only have Instagram and other 
social media platforms for this podcast and that's it yeah i besides that i got rid of all my accounts no snapchat nothing i just text people i don't mm-hmm. I barely even answer my phone to be honest i mean my buddy called me like nine times yesterday and was like why aren't you answering i, was like, <laughs> I don't jump to my phone dog when you call me i ain't dive bombing no that's 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 the way i am um i keep social media only to keep in contact with people um but you know i don't I don't doom scroll. <laughs> yeah. You know, people like, can just scroll. And like, I used to have that problem. I used to scroll for hours oh, and yeah. hours, but I just figured out that I wasn't living the life in front of me. I was spending time in this world that is completely fake and full of nothing. Yeah. And so I feel like when it comes to musicians, um, they have this idea of, oh, I need to repost and I need to put my music and my stuff out everywhere. And I need to do all this social media and all that stuff. And that's great. You should do that because that's how you get your stuff out, especially nowadays. You kind of have to get your stuff out like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you do it any other way, I mean, you could and you could not use social media, but it's if you want to reach people, you really got to use what's available to you right now. Yeah. And I know artists who have made it. Uh, my, my buddy uh, Giovanni, uh, he's got he just hit over 110,000 listeners, monthly listeners. Nice. And up until just about. I don't know, last June, he never used social media to actually push music. He had thousands upon thousands of listeners before he'd even started posting things on Instagram, making TikToks, things like that. So there's definitely, you know, value in saying like, you don't need social media to make it in music. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that does have another level of luck to it where it's like, you're kind of playing at chances, doing it in music anyway, you're you got like a three percent chance of actually making it Mm. um and even less of that if you decide that you're gonna not use social media for marketing purposes now if you want to be because most of musicians that in most of music that makes up the world are these smaller artists that are popular in their own like states or surrounding states these countrywide people and these worldwide people like Drake and Kid Leroy and all them. Yeah. These guys are the big, big people. They're making buttloads of money and they can pretty much do whatever they want. But all mm-hmm. these smaller artists, they're still making decent money. They can still get a nice car if they want. They're still living in pretty nice houses. Yeah. They're just, you know, you don't see them on your TikTok for you page. That's it. And so, that's fine by me. I yeah. Mean, and I, if you can do it without social media, go for it. I just, I think that it kind of pressures these artists to like push stuff out sooner than they want because they need to keep their audience alive or, you know, they need to hold up this character on social media and the comments, mm-hmm. the hatred, the dislikes. Yeah. It's all just if in you, your head. If you have an audience that cares about you, they're not going to care. That's, that's what I've learned. Um, I mean, you can, the best example of it is, uh, television or specifically like anime, like, uh, take attack on Titan. For example, they put out one episode and they just told us that the next episode is coming out. The rest of the season is coming out in a six month delay from now. If an artist does that, if their fan base truly cares about them, they'll be okay with waiting that six months. They might be annoyed or upset, but They'll They'll also understand that if you need six more months, then you're really trying to get it ready. Because there's a reason. Because there's a reason for it, which is why I've been working on my album for three years. (laughs) Like, not because I've been constantly delaying it, but 
I've been, you know, just teasing it here and there as I go. And, you know, I had one, I had back in 2021, I started the album. I wrote the entire album in about a month, 10 songs. And I was okay with it. I was happy with it from where it was. I recorded all of it. I listened through all of it and I was like, all right, this is pretty decent. Let me mix it. I mixed the whole thing. I mastered the whole thing. I got the whole thing done. And then I went, you know what? This isn't as good as I wanted it to be. So that September, I added six more songs and made it a 16 song album. I mixed it. I mastered it. I got it done. And then just about midway through 2022, I realized I didn't like any of it and I scrapped the whole thing and now I'm starting from square one. So I've got about six months now to make about 14 songs and, you know, but I also know that for the people who are in my fan base who legitimately care about me, they'll wait for that and they'll understand like, though I've taken a lot of time to make this, because I've taken so much time to make this exactly how I want it to be, it's going to be amazing. And I think that that works in any artist situation, whether or not you use social media. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I definitely think that, like, spending time um, building that trust with the fan base, them not only knowing that you are doing that because you're working on it, but you upholding that and actually using that time to work on it, Mm-hmm. And scrapping everything and restarting is better than not because you're doing that. You didn't. You, you're not just doing that because someone told you. You're doing that because you could have just stuck with it, but something inside you said, "You know what? I don't think I'm happy with this. I don't think this is the best I can do. I want to do better." Yeah. And by all means, it's going to be hard work and it's going to be a lot, but by oh. all means, go for it because that comes out with the better. You know, I mean, when I said I started from scratch, I started from scratch. I mean, the original takes, the original versions of the album were all pulled off of YouTube for beats. You know, it was a rap album that was pulled off of YouTube for beats. And Mm. I was like, you know, this isn't as great as I want it to be. But now I've got a hyper pop song that I made from scratch with a friend. I've got um, imposter syndrome coming out that we made from scratch. I've got a bunch of other songs that we're making from scratch from absolutely nothing and rolling with it. And the two or three songs that I have done out of the 20, I want to make those are already better than any song on the original version. But right now you are making your sound. Oh yeah. Making that stuff from scratch and making all your stuff the way you want to do it and everything just, the raw way that you want to do it, that's your sound and no one else will be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's going to stick with you. And that's going to be the reason why people like your music because you just have your way of doing things and people are going to know it. So I think there's a difference in knowing who you are in music and knowing what you are in music. Like I've always known who I am, like regardless of what kind of style of music I've been making, whether it's a beat pulled off of YouTube or you know, a song that someone else helped me make, regardless, I show who I am through it because of the lyrics. Because I take ideas, 
you know, if someone suggests, you know, there's plenty of times where, you know, we're all in a room together and someone just spurts something out on me like, you know, I kind of like that. Let's try that. But, you know, every song I've ever written completely is me because at the end of the day, the lyrics are still my decision. So I've never had a song that I've never not completely written myself. Plus, you can't. It's hard to share, especially I know when I'm trying to make a song with someone or write with somebody, I I always have this sound of what I want it to be in my mm-hmm. head. And I'm like, listen, I just got to show you what I mean because I can't tell you. I can't explain it. Like, yeah. it's just, it's not coming out the same. Yeah, so that when was you're the, able uh... to do it yourself, you don't have to try to explain to other people you know, what you mean by that sound or that vocal or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That was the issue that we had um, this last year when we were making Gilbert. Um, The vision of it was in a bunch of different directions. And so all, all of us who were writing it were thinking something completely different. And so eventually all of us would just get so frustrated that we would just be like, here, let me just show you what I mean. And then we'll, we'll do the song. We'll finish the song the way I want it to. But then Gilbert ended up being this amalgamation of different styles and it ended up being great. Like this, it's, it's still a good song. I mean, there's definitely times where we all listen to it and we're like, I'm kind of tired of listening to this song, but then we listen to it again and it's like, wow, this song is still a banger. Like it happens, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's still, you're inserting yourself into something that isn't all completely you, but it's also all completely you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that was a really big bunny trail. I was not expecting to go off that. I got another article. <laughs> but um, Read it, read it. <laughs> yeah, so this one's a little bit better. Um, it's actually kind of the opposite from the first one. Uh, this one is from verywellmind.com, um, and it's a whopping 97%. Uh, they, they, before I... Um, read what they said they uh put out a survey for okay. people to answer questions to um and they said a whopping 97 percent of our survey respondents said that they would use music as a tool to help their mental health they didn't just ask musicians this is just people in general 97 mm-hmm. percent of the people that answered the survey said um that they would use music as a tool yeah to help their mental health um and the what is it? One, two, three, four, four, four or five different things that they said were like the biggest, um, like things that the music healed or helped or, Mm -hmm. you know, anything. Yeah. Um, some of the biggest, most reoccurring ones were, uh, relaxation, pretty self-explanatory. I mean, music obviously can be relaxing. That's not super surprising to me. Yeah. Um, uh, inspiration and spirituality, um, that's also not too surprising. You don't really think about it, but then when you, like, actually think about it, that's also oh, yeah. not too surprising because music definitely, um, spiritually, I mean, d- don't even think about just, like, church music. I mean, around the world. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, music is... a lot of people. Even native, like, native music or oh, yeah. even, like, Southeast Asia or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that stuff can really so like that and like inspiration too so these are all starting to like make common sense Mm -hmm. uh boost in mood but this last one is like the one that it didn't really surprise me but it was the most important the most uh 
bolded one in my opinion. Um, an outlet to process and express difficult emotions. And I definitely think, like, I when I read that, I was like, I, like I I agreed. And, oh yeah. Which is funny because that's exactly why it's there because that was one of the reoccurring ones that people said, and I would one hundred percent agree on that. And, um, I guess just asking, do you think in any of your songs there was definitely some times where you're trying to portray or put across an emotion or a feeling but you didn't know how to word it so you had to like you know put it into like a metaphor like you you just didn't know how to word it because it just couldn't come out right i mean i can't tell you how many times i've done that in songs that aren't released um i can i can relate one of the one of the lines that comes to mind is a song that i wrote way 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 long ago but it was a metaphor um and, you know, it was, I don't remember what the song was about completely, but I knew it was along the lines of like heartbrokenness and to where, you know, you feel like you're kind of dying. Um, and I compared me, who I am and what I am to a ship. It was like, my mind is like a ship out on the sea. Waves are crashing. I'm, you know, part part of me is falling apart. I'm breaking. I'm you know, being destroyed, the water's flooding in and, you know, my soul, who I am, my entire being is the captain of this ship. And I would rather just go down and die than have to swim through more heartbreak to try and get to where I'd be happy. Where like, you know, that's, that's a hard emotion to kind of put into words to think, you know, I would genuinely rather just die here and wallow in my sorrow than fight um and i mean i have a lot of songs where i use a lot of metaphors um and sometimes sometimes it's hard to like word it because uh it can sound a little maybe like too aggressive or Mm -hmm. it can sound very like off-putting and make you sound very like weird or in the head but yeah like (laughs) because i i know that i've explained things to people and i've said like, listen, I can explain this to you, but I'm going to sound insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't immediately think of what you're going to think when I say this. You know, <laughs> no, it's I just get hard it. to explain stuff like that with uh, certain people. But Definitely. yeah, no. And so I mean, another and, and sometimes it's not even just a metaphor. Sometimes it's the full story. Um you know, my, my EP, I'll die before I sleep again. It, it was a story about me and my life. It was, you know, I'm an insomniac who just got dumped and I'm trying to get over that. And so, you know, each song goes through each and every single kind of emotion you feel because the number one thing about that entire EP is grief. So I go from, you know, tired eyes, the first song where it's like, I don't sleep enough too so anxious which is like the reason i don't sleep enough is because i've got a million things on my head that i'm trying to run through because i'm so hurt right now and it just progressively delves into it further and further and further um you know i'm grieving because i'm regretting i'm grieving because i'm angry i'm fighting i'm trying to make a deal to make things work i'm trying to make things be better then i go into um a short escape uh, later on 
or Suki Gakire, where it's like, I literally don't sleep enough. I stay up all night and I watch TV and I watch YouTube and I watch anime because I can't, that's the only way I can clear my mind of anything that's going on. Then a short escape where it's like, you know, I'm up at 4 a.m., I'm getting a drink and it's like, this isn't okay because I'm still thinking about you. And then finally I gave up on you where it's like, you know what, I'm okay. You know, I'm better off. Um, And I think sometimes the whole story is where you really get the emotion because you follow through each and every single emotion as the story goes. Um, It's like a movie, you know, you care for the character and you feel what the character feels if the character is well done. Plus it, it makes more sense because you're following along with it rather than some of those songs where, you know, they might say they might have some lyrics or some lines or bars that Mm -hmm. make a lot of sense and you could totally agree with them, but they have different emotions, like one's sad, one's angry, whatever, and they just have them in different spots Yeah. or like they're part of the chorus or something. So like it kind of repeats and you're like, all right, are we angry at this girl? Are we mad? Are we angry? Are we mad? Are we we sad? Are we happy? What are we doing? What's going on? (laughs) I don't know the feelings. You're going everywhere. So, no, I definitely um, like that idea with it. And a bunny trail question off of that. Do you believe that this whole type of huge reoccurring trend over the past hundred years of music, do you think that the whole breakup like song or heartbreak song thing is like too repetitive, too cheesy, too anything, or because I like in my personal opinion, I feel like a lot of people do make those songs and like popularize them. But I also feel like people don't really understand how heart wrenching a heartbreak can be. I think, especially when you've like known that person oh, for yeah. so long. I think it's both. I think, I think what people don't understand is that. A lot of the music they listen to is fake. The number one artists in the world don't make music from their hearts. They make music that other people wrote. They make music. Drake has a ghostwriter. Drake has a ghostwriter. Most rappers have ghostwriters. I would. I, I like, won't. Like I won't shoot. I, I. I personally will not shoot shots on my show. But I will agree <laughs> with you that there are definitely artists out there yeah. that do not write from their heart. Like. It's not you get to a certain point like I'm not saying that Drake is a bad artist. He's great There's, there's a reason why he's so popular. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm just using him as, a, as an example I don't have any like disdain towards him at all mm-hmm. um, But you can see the difference in who he is or how he is in his earliest album versus his latest versus when they made the like, money and money does change people and money changes it, people even if they don't want to admit it because I like I've known that people have told me hey don't do that that will change you as a person oh but yeah I've told them no it won't I'm and then you went and me. did it and then I do it and after a while I start to realize wait a minute why do I feel different than before than and then I I'm did. like oh that's because I've changed who I am because of that and they were right because I did what people told me not to yeah um and I'm not saying you can't make money from your music. Just don't let that be Just don't let that be purpose. who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm doing music not because I want money. I'm doing it because I love music. The money just now, helps you make more music. <laughs> exactly. Well, money helps me make more music. And money will also help me, you know, financially secure myself. You know, I'm not just... I don't just want to be an artist. I want to be a dad one day. I want to be a husband. I want to have a life and a house and cars and I want to pay for my kids to go to college like music is a job but it's also a lifestyle 
I'm always going to make music whether or not it works out for me because music is the only thing in the world that I'm good at. I'm, I'm literally bad at everything else. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, some, some, like, some, sometimes I think so too. Like I genuinely can't do anything. I'd be like, like not for you, but like for me, I'd be thinking sometimes that like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you feel like everything you touch just breaks and you're like, yeah, why can't I do shit right? <laughs> like, like, why can't I do anything? Yeah. And, and that's how I am. Like, I just, you know, I sit through math and science classes, just bored out of my mind. Cause I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And I sit through an English class that it's like, I don't need to know how to write a paper. I write music for and then literally a living. they treat you like a bum. Like you're not wanting to learn. You're oh, wanting to like, learn. Just I want to learn. That. I just don't want to learn yeah. those. Especially because, you know, I might have struggle like learning vocab terms in English Mm -hmm. you know and I'm having a really tough time with it and I'm not turning in my assignments in English and I'm failing my tests my treat my teacher has no right to treat me like a low life or like a bad kid that doesn't want to get any of his work done and you know treat me like I'm slacking off and everything else yeah but the kid that gets all his papers in on time and stuff like that is also the kid that gets all those answers from all the people that he's paying. He doesn't do any yeah. work and he just sits in his chair. And so, no, I understand that just, for sure. Yeah. Go from the outside. You know, I've, I've been very thankful and grateful to have some, not all, but some teachers for sure who recognize like, Hey, I know that this isn't what you want for the rest of your life. I know that this literally means nothing to you. You just kind of got to do it, do as best as you can. And I'm not going to be mad at you if you don't do it to the standard that you know the government or this school has set you know i have teachers who are like look i get that you're busy you are the lead in the show at school you are writing music all the time and you don't get enough sleep at night so you're always tired in class i understand that i'm not going to tell you try harder i'm just going to tell you do what you can so i've definitely been blessed with a couple of teachers that are like that but I've also had the other end where it's mm-hmm. like, what is wrong with you? Are you on drugs? Are you, you just to be out there, you know, having you know. sex and killing people? And like, like, no, I just, I have a life. Yeah. I have things that I have to get done. Exactly. I, I, I like literally this morning was scrolling through my email and people I was, use those? I was late <laughs> sometimes. Well, well, see, that's the funny part because this is, this will lead up to the story of how I should have checked my email sooner. <laughs> um, but I was checking my email this morning and I got an email eight days ago. Mind you, I showed up to class late the day before. Mm-hmm. Eight days ago, I got an email saying, hey, you have a 15 minute detention because of your tardies. And if you don't do that by March 13th, then it's going to be 30 minute detention. It's going to be doubled. Okay. Great. It's so the March half hour's 14th. not that bad. <laughs> it's March 14th. <laughs> oh, so, so you're screwed. <laughs> so I got a 30-minute detention. And on top of that, I whip out my phone to check the date to make sure that it was still the 13th. It wasn't. And English teacher snatches my phone and takes it to the office. They're supposed to keep it till the end of school. But that's my only hour. So I got to get it back then anyway. So there was no point in taking it. So I go mm-hmm. up there. They're like, are you sure this is the only hour? Blah, blah, trying to argue with me to keep my phone. I'm like, dude, I got places to be. <laughs> I got things to do. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I just, I get it when they're not, first of all, they go off looks. Does this kid look like he has learning issues? No, he looks like a regular 
you know, popular kid with Adidas shorts and some Nike <laughs> shoes. Okay, I'm not going to, you know, and I'm not saying that I wear, you know, Adidas shoes and Nike shorts. I would never, yeah. but... um. Well, that's just mixing brands, and that's weird, so... Yeah. But, <laughs> but, um... I say as I'm wearing a Puma hoodie and some Nike shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, it's, uh... Just this idea of, like, people, you know, they don't... Res- they People don't. They don't understanding. They they don't understand how much work you are actually doing. Yeah. They don't understand the learning issues that you have in your head versus if it looks like you have learning issues. Yeah. It's just a lot of judging, and you just got to push past it and keep the grind up. So much. my one of my possible senior quotes for this year is about hard work or working hard. Because mm-hmm. um, this is something that I realized over the course of this last year. Hard work is not determined by you. It's determined by the people around you and how much they think that the work you're doing is important. So do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> work hard, but don't make hard work happen because hard work is subjective opinion that's projected onto you from others. Oh, it's yeah. what they think is important that you might not. I think music is the most important thing in my world. It's genuinely the only thing that keeps me alive and the only thing that keeps me going. Every second. Yeah, uh, before before you continue, I just want to um, get this topic out real quick. Do you, because I, I know it's not just me, because my friend said it too. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, throughout the day, do you have this like unwritten, invisible list of songs that you have to listen to before you end your day? Oh, no. Like you just, you're going on through your day and you're like, oh yeah, I got to listen to that one, that one song that I already listened to six times throughout the week. And then you click <laughs> on it and you listen to it. Cause like I do that. I just, and like unintentionally too, I'll, uh-huh. at the end of the day, I'll be like, wow, I listened to all five of those songs that I've been listening to the entire past three weeks. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I go on like tangents of time where it's like, I'm listening to nothing but one artist. Oh, I like, do that too. Like when someone I like drops a new album, I will listen to their entire discography for about a month. I know I did that with Josh A. I did that with Jake mm-hmm. Hill. I just did that with Breakins a couple months ago when you dropped Hypochondriac. You know, I even went to the live show. When I Am like, Jake Hill started dropping... Well, well, first of all, when I Am Jake Hill and Josh A. dropped that new song, and then when I Am Jake Hill started dropping more of his stuff, mm-hmm. especially his newer single. Yeah. And just, like, how open he is with all his music and everything. Oh, yeah. Insane. And those are people that I all... that I really look up to as far as music. I mean, those are, like, my... Uh, Eden, Josh A., Jake Hill, and Breakins. Those are like my top artists of all time for me. Like all four of them are the people that I emulate, the people that I imitate, the people that I try to do things like. Um, Not because I just want to be like them, but because a lot of what they have already done has spoken to me so much that I kind of want to do the same thing for others. Um, Well, and and I also feel like people have this weird difference between copying and inspiration yeah because copying is when you are directly like somebody Mm -hmm. inspiration is when you know say i really like mac miller i really like Mac. i really do like mac miller but (laughs) but yeah say i like him to the point where i want to make music like him and that is my goal Mm -hmm. so i make music it sounds pretty mac miller-ish but not like you know i'm mac miller like Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like i'm literally copying his music yeah it just sounds kind of that vibe. 
that's inspiration. Because if I wouldn't have been inspired by Mac Miller and if I wouldn't work towards that goal of being someone like Mac Miller, I wouldn't have been there and neither would he because he was looking up to someone of inspiration yeah. and he worked towards being close to that person and that turned out to be him. Yeah. So now And I you... think as far as copying goes, I think Soldier Boy said it best where it's he stole my entire flow word for word, bar for bar. Like <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> That's copying. Mm -hmm. That's like and even saying that it's like a cover. Like if you cover a song, I think that that's copying unless you both – this is why I don't like making covers because there's two specific criteria that I, I personally need to meet. You have to do the original justice, but you also have to add your own twist because then you're not copying. You're paying homage. Because if you – yeah, because I know I've listened to some – I, I kind of sometimes scroll through uh, the Spotify singles playlist mm -hmm. and they have – uh, singles that people have made specifically for Spotify and they have covers that people have done. And yeah. I know there was one where, um, I don't know if you know who the dirty heads are, but they did a cover. They did a cover of a song by Adele, I think it was, or maybe somebody else. And it turned out phenomenal. I mean, it mm -hmm. just sounded so good. It was reggae. It was, it was all yeah. sorts of fun, but some of them, it just, they were just singing the song just with their voice. They would, they didn't even put like their, highs and low ends of their voice on it it was still you know the yeah. same tone the same everything and i'm like and that's where my issue it's is just boring you know yeah. because then you because then you hear the song and you're expecting the voice that you heard when you heard the song mm -hmm. but you don't hear that voice you hear a different voice yeah and you're like that doesn't fit you know yeah, exactly which is like exactly why i don't want to do covers like, or when people make part twos with the same beat. It's yeah, that's and that's stupid too. I think that's stupid. Just make another song. It's not like I'm as someone be who's been making <laughs> well that, but also as like as someone who's been making songs for years, it's really not that hard. <laughs> like <laughs> just especially today, you can just get an FL crack or a logic crack or an Ableton crack on your PC. If you have Mac, a logic crack works. I use that. Like <laughs> like it's not hard to find something for free that's working or just use band lab because that works perfectly fine too. Mm -hmm. Or, um, audacity, like all those things work perfectly fine to make perfectly fine songs. People use them all the time. Both large and small artists use all of the same stuff. The only difference is how much money goes into those things, how many plugins you have and what your environment is. You can make a great song sitting in your bedroom with, with, with a sock and with, a phone. With a sock, a phone, and a freaking, like, you know, one of those Apple mics that you have <laughs> from the Apple earbuds. Like, people make great music just using those things. It's not hard. It's not difficult. The hard thing is just getting over yourself. Mm -hmm. Getting over like, yourself and getting over the world. Exactly. Because, you're in, because how the world treats you, it doesn't matter. It mm -hmm. matters how you respond to them treating you exactly because if you're just gonna quit don't make music you know if you if you don't like hate and you're like oh i don't want to make music that people don't like well then, then get off stage <laughs> exactly like even the largest artists in the world have been booed off stage we've seen it we've all seen it happen plenty Every, of at times least once 
everyone, every artist has experienced some sort of rejection. Exactly. At least once with their music. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, there's going to be people who don't like your music. It's you. You're the artist. There's, I can't tell you how many people I've pissed off because I'm just an offensive person. Like, I just say things because I grew up in a place where I was completely desensitized to anything. So anything that could possibly be deemed as evil or bad, I just think it's a joke. Like, just those it's, things. It's, it's dark humor. It's and that's dark what humor. Grew and up that's around. what I and grew up around. And that's just who part of who I am now. I mean, you see it happen here with me and Trent all the time where it's like it's just dark humor or it's or it's even darker humor. <laughs> like you either yeah. get one or the other. And of course, you know, we're going to get jar yelled at us all the time, but we're having fun and we're not hurting anybody. And that's kind of how it's going to be for the rest of our lives. And that's the same thing in music. Like you might be selling who you are because that's your biggest marketing point. But at the same time, all of your flaws are also being marketed too. So Mm. there's going to be people who absolutely love me because I don't, I say what I think and I don't care what people say about it. Mm. There's also going to be people who hate me for that. And I'll just give them the finger and walk away. Like, who cares? I'm doing what I want to do, and I'm loving what I do, and I'm loving who I am and doing whatever I want for the rest of my life, and no one can stop me. Like, where's the issue in that? Because I'm not hurting anybody. Exactly. You know, I'm not going and shooting up a school or something. The, the I'm, only people you're hurting are the people. <laughs> the only people you're hurting, you're not even hurting them. It's them hurting themselves, and it's because they're getting mad over your music mm-hmm. because they're angry for their own reasons. Well, people can be angry. Just don't stay in anger. Mm-hmm. I've been an angry person before. It doesn't go well. You can be mad at me all you want as long as you don't touch me or my belongings. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It, like, yeah. Basically, I mean, you just got to put out hater applications. Oh, yeah. Anytime someone's like, ha, imagine making garbage music. You're just like, oh, so I see you want to be a hater, huh? Well, here's an application. (laughs) Go join, buddy, because I need some to grow. (laughs) Yeah. Like, here's the hater hater application. Here's actual hater merch. I hate this guy. So now you sell you sell hater marketing marketing idea sell hater merch it's it's just like the regular merch but instead of like your name it says i hate yeah and then i hate vertigo and then people are gonna be like who's vertigo oh he's this asshole (laughs) they're gonna like people with the merch on are gonna be like oh you hate vertigo well well who is he you bought the merch off his site (laughs) (laughs) yeah you bought the merch what's so where Huh? It's like people whining about Hogwarts Legacy where it's like, it's so bad. You're giving money to J.K. Rowling. It's like people are going to Universal and going to Harry Potter World. What about that? <laughs> like, wait, no. You're still paying. Don't mention it on my podcast. Oh, no. I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> but like people are finding things to be angry about. Why don't you just make money off of it? I mean, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell some fucking merch and sell be like, some, sell some merch hate. on it and be like, <laughs> <laughs> take the money. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, now go tell everybody about how much you hate me so they can buy more of this I Hate Vertigo merch and I can make more money off of you being mad. Marketing and then team. when you guys are all broke because you spend all your money on merch for hating me, you can cry about it. Whatever Brennan said about the monetization and the, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah, no, find no. your niche, find no. your group. It's like, yeah, I'm going to find people who absolutely hate my guts and then I'm just going to market the crap out of them. Like... <laughs> 
they'll find joy in hating you. They get they're they're happy because they're hating you, and you're happy because you're getting money. So. Yeah, exactly. It's a win win. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I, I guess that was a good note. Um, we could probably close off on that. You, um, what do you say about uh, releases again? If you want to bring those up one more time. Oh yeah. So imposter syndrome is dropping March twenty fifth, and um, I will be putting out another song. Um. I don't know what the specific dates are, but the third Saturday of every month, I will be putting out another single um, until September 16th, which is when A World You Can't See will drop. And that will probably be the rest of my music for this year because I probably will. By the time that album is done, I'm probably going to take a little bit of a break and be like, you know, I'm, I'm chilling for now. <laughs> be a good big break, though. And, uh, and uh, at that time, you know, you'll be happy. It'll be out. The music yeah. will be out you'll have something to show people so mm -hmm. when people say oh you make music you'll be, you won't be like oh yeah but i just haven't worked on anything because yeah. i'm taking a break and i don't really know you can say yeah yeah I just look dropped at this. a new album come on check it here's, out click the links you know two hours worth of songs <laughs> yep. and here's another four hours worth of songs through singles and everything else oh yeah so yeah hopefully those all go well so just listen to my music and also listen to um wasp and the star kids from hornet's daughter that just dropped definitely go she told me to plug it so <laughs> yeah i'll plug it plug it definitely go check out her new album as well but um yeah uh one more thing one more final question before we're gonna end this off uh i'm gonna ask everybody this this is gonna be just a general question for any musical artist or any cool. person or you know anyone that en enters this podcast um but if there is one thing that you could implant in the young minds of today's generation like one thing that you could just have them kind of like resonate on and be like hmm maybe i should think about this or like mm. you know oh i heard this thing today that's a sign you know if this could yeah. be the sign for those people yeah um I guess in the same sense that I would kind of like speak to my younger self too. Um, the only thing stopping you from doing anything is yourself. I, I've, I'll, I'll, I'm like freaking Gusto from Ratatouille or whatever his name is. But like anybody can make music. Anybody can do anything. It's not about your resources. It's not about your talent. It's not about your skill. It's about how much you love it and how about and about how much you want to do it. If you truly want to do it, part, yeah. if you truly want something, grab it, take hold of it, and don't let it go. Mm. If you truly, 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 from the bottom of your heart, want to do music for the rest of your life, like we do, then grab gonna... a hold of it. And 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 that's another thing too. If you feel, I I feel like if you feel like you have to, like if you have to try 100 percent and put your full energy and just gather up all your motivation to make music yeah you shouldn't be making music exactly if you don't now, force now, yourself yeah it, don't force force yourself and yes it will there will be times where you will have to force yourself to get up and mm -hmm. force yourself to write but if it's going to be like that all the time and if you don't have any you know excitement or any i want to do this strive for it yeah then it's probably not what's for you yeah exactly i mean i think there's a beast inside of everybody who is very hungry and it can't be quelled. I'll tell you right now, I'm very hungry. 
Me too. I'm about to go to lunch. <laughs> that beast is ready to pull up. <laughs> that the beast is hungry. I'm about to pull up and eat some freaking sandwiches. Um, but like, there's a beast inside of anybody and everybody who is starving and needing to be quelled and needing to be quenched. Find its where its appetite is. Find what it's hungry for, and let it eat. Just let it eat. Definitely. And I promise you'll be happy. Yeah, I definitely think that there's a separation. I I don't know which one's mind and which one's heart, but there's a separation going on in the body because there's definitely that part telling you, oh, I don't really want to get up and do this right now. I don't really want to make music. I don't really mm-hmm. I'm insecure, all this stuff. And then there's that one part of you that's like, you need to wake up and you need, you need to, to do keep it. doing it. Exactly. So, and, you know, it, it gets hard. I won't, I won't lie. It, it's hard. <laughs> music <laughs> is, is, music is the hardest thing that I could possibly think I'd do. It's harder than any science class I've ever taken, harder than any assignment I've ever been given, but it's more worth it than anything else I've ever done. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, with that, I will close off um, socials. We um, Vertigo underscore was underscore here on or yeah on TikTok and Twitter. Your SoundCloud is there a difference between your two SoundClouds? Um, one is an alt account, so just <laughs> an, just for unreleased stuff just and for, other things. All right. Well, uh, SoundCloud Vertigo, Spotify Vertigo, uh, alternate mm-hmm. SoundCloud. Vertigo was here with a Z. Um, mm-hmm. Or sorry, that's a SoundCloud. That's the normal SoundCloud. That's a SoundCloud. Yeah. Sound, SoundCloud alternate. Uh, do you say dope eyes? That looked yeah. like dope eyes. Yeah, but dope it, eyes. But you're only using one E. Yeah. That's smart. Mm-hmm. I was reading that. I was reading that a couple nights ago. Because then you get like, dopeies. I was like, I was like, I really want to say dope eyes, but I know that that no, doesn't it's, say it's dope, dope eyes. But no, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so yeah, uh, that's the alternate SoundCloud account, and then YouTube. Um, what do you do? You post just music. On I really YouTube? don't. Um, I, I'm starting to think I'm gonna start posting YouTube videos just to post YouTube videos because yeah. I've been streaming on Twitch and doing like platinum oh, runs trust for me, games. If people, if people like one thing that artists can do, it's vlogging, and not oh, in yeah. a, and not in like a like dumb vlogger way. I mean, like in like a oh, just yeah. very vague and like hey what's up <laughs> this is what i do in my life because people appreciate that people it feels like they can know more about their artist yeah and exactly. it feels like they can feel more because i know that the reason why my favorite artist is my favorite artist is because i know so much about him and i yeah. feel so you know but and yeah i want to have that same kind of connection with anybody you know if someone doesn't like some of my music some songs they'll like other songs and if some people just don't like the music then they can just find something else some other medium that i'm on and you know like a twitch or a youtube and so, and some people might think that you're more funny than think you're I'm singing or, exactly or some people might think that your singing is better than you're funny you know exactly there's just depends. there's a difference and there's a version of me that everybody will like one way or another so you know it's just finding what that is and letting them have it so yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on episode of three of the, of the Ethereal Podcast. Thanks for having me. And um, if any of you listeners want to go follow me on Instagram at Ethereal underscore podcast underscore official, or you can email me or DM me on it, or you can email me at Ethereal Podcast zero uh, four at gmail dot com. Um, and if you want to DM me on Instagram for any. Uh, suggestions any feedback anything like that definitely go ahead and do so i'm more than willing to hear any of your guys's ideas 
Uh, you can find me on Spotify, obviously, or any other listening platforms at Ethereal. And the YouTube, I will. Not this month, but next month, I will start pushing out on episodes uh, four, five, and six. I'll start pushing out, hopefully, video versions of the podcast once um, things start to get set up. Um, but that YouTube will be at ethereal underscore podcast underscore official.